Today we discuss military recruitment shortages, Biden's gas inflation and migration policy, and Subway? All this and more coming right up. Welcome to the Free Discussion Podcast, where we discuss controversial topics while trying to bring you the facts. I'm your host, Malachi Skelly, and join me as we explore the world of religion, news, and politics. If you enjoy what you hear, please leave an honest review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Hey guys, welcome back to the Free Discussion Podcast. This is your host, Malachi. Thanks for tuning in for the third episode. And uh, really appreciate all you guys' support throughout the episodes. And uh, if you like this episode, please uh, subscribe and tell a friend. And uh, post on our new Facebook page about what we'd like to hear in the future episodes. So getting right into it, the first story today we have is on uh, the shortfall in military recruitment. There have been reports that uh, military recruitment officers are having trouble finding um, young Americans to be recruited into the military. And um, studies show much, many different problems with uh, the new generation of Americans and many reasons why or why not they would not enroll into the military. Daily Wire reports... The American military is having trouble finding new recruits these days. Only a small percentage of young Americans today can meet these two qualifications, being physically fit and having no disqualifying criminal record. One in four meet these qualifications. That means there are a staggering 75% aren't able to serve in military, American military because of high levels of youth, obesity, drug use, and inadequate education. So those who didn't graduate from high school or have their GED. In just the past few years, the number of young Americans willing to serve has dropped from 13 to 9%. That is 31% change and reveals not just a health crisis with the presence of a pandemic and frustration about perceived failures in Afghanistan and Iraq, but a generation pivot, a generational pivot in the way they look at the country and the ability of defending it. Yeah, I mean, all of that checks out. All of it makes sense. You see the way that Biden is handling military and their policy, pushing it down into, pushing down just left agenda into, like, military, military policy. In, like, you, if you, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in, during Pride Month, all, almost like, I think four of the six branches of military changed their social media platform pictures and they're talking about how you know the military is all about equality and sexual orientation and how you identify yourself when when has the military ever been about that when has the military how about this how is when has the military ever been about pleasure not to mention you know sexual pleasure and who you feel like you should be with and marry and give yourself to that uh to in that way when has the military ever been one to promote personal pleasure the military the idea of the military is to sacrifice yourself for your country like it doesn't make any sense to me like the military is all about sacrifice and loyalty and that's why we honor our military that is why 
you're defending your country against the evils that come against it. And this is one of the only countries in the world that defends freedom of religion, freedom of speech for the most part. You know, it's in the Constitution, but when I say most part, I mean the the left cracking down on freedom of speech and not wanting to be wanting to be non-existent. And it, it's it's crazy to see the direction. This is just another example of where the country is going with this next generation, and just it, it's crazy, man. <sighs> it, so like, I. It, the Daily reports uh, more, but something was different this time around. He was having an interview with some young Americans. Their response was not wonderment or awe. It was a different shrug of shoulders or an, indif- an indifferent blank stare. This is him explaining the the how much you call it. We're talking about like American heroes and during World War Two, and the respect they should deserve and the honor and and this is this is the reporter talking about this and then he reports that young Americans are saying something different now they're not they're not saying they would like to join the military they're saying they would rather avoid it quote I would try my best to avoid the draft maybe go to Canada I don't know why should I have to die? I was a bit dumbstruck. I tried a different tact. Well, there are times when you are the only one left to preserve your country or your way of life. Sometimes history calls us to certain forms of service. I am pretty sure this is how men felt about their sense of duty. They had immediate response. But I didn't decide to be American. If I was German, I'm sure I would have ended up fighting for them and think they were on the right side. If I was born in the Middle East, I'm sure I'd have a different view of America and the West. Which is crazy because they're basically suggesting there's no right side the fight now for me personally i'm not going to enroll in the military just because of my religious beliefs me personally which i i can't say this is a majority of christians that believe this but passive non um passive non-aggressive i don't know if that's how you that that's how you describe it basically it's the belief that you're not going to kill someone defending yourself or your country you wouldn't basically you would never kill anyone for any reason and the reason I personally believe that is because if you kill someone and they've been coming after you or doing something bad, which would be the reason you're killing them, hopefully, is you, do you have any idea where you're sending them? And of course, under the Christian point of view, you've just sent them straight to hell. And I don't know what kind of hate, like, I don't know what further hate you could have for someone than to send them straight to hell when that's, it's God's, that's God's judgment to end someone's life or not, not yours. That's my own personal belief. Um, but the the fact that the fact that young Americans are changing their aspect as to whether America was is supporting Americans' rights and the thing that the constitution's the things that the constitution stands for. It, it's it's crazy to me. Like where where and I know the country, the USA was built on a lot of biblical principles. And, you know, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, we're one of the only countries, like I said, in the world that support that. And I'm not going to say that America is always right in every fight they've ever gotten into. 
like Vietnam. I don't know much details about that, but I don't, I don't know why they would get involved in stuff like that. World War Two, you know, they got attacked. So, and I might be just making a fool of myself right now, honestly, because I don't know enough of American history. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, man. And the Daily Wire reports once more. Among progressive activists today, many of whom are young Americans in their 20s, only 9% say that America's identity is very important to them, compared to the U.S. average of 48% and that whopping 92% for devoted conservatives. That's another problem. A lot of a lot of this generation coming up are turning to the left because the left's agenda is being pushed the most among the younger generation, the college-age students, the even the children in the post schools, high schools, and that those are the upcoming Democrats that will push this agenda forward. And that that's the rise. If you look at the polls, that's the rise of Democrats coming up. You know, people in their mid four, you know, like most of the upward older age generation is conservative, and you have the you're starting to get to the point where multiple ethnicities are starting to support Republicans and conservatives more than Democrats and liberals. So basically the demographics for most liberals now and Democrats, those of the left are young college age, young white people for the most part. And that that's crazy that the difference between the Democrats and conservatives being loyal to their country i mean it really speaks volumes because that's what the democratic ideology will teach you if you take it to this logical conclusion that america is a horrible country and it's a lot of things have to be changed for it's actually a great country where conservatives and republicans yeah of course i don't think there's anyone who can say this country is perfect but i think most of us would believe that it's one of the best countries in the whole world no not one the best country in the whole world to live in um depending on who you are, that can be subjective, but with the freedoms you have and the, just everything that comes with America, it's, it's a wonderful place to live. And I don't see why, I don't see why the young generation coming up doesn't want to support that. I mean, obviously it's why, because I just made the case as to why young people won't defend it, but it's just, it shows the destruction of this ideology being taught in the schools. It's, teaching them that America, the standards that have that have been taught through all the years, up until like 40, 50 years ago, all these traditional values, they're, they're, they mean a lot. They're worth a lot. And this young generation just unfortunately doesn't see that. At least that's, that's as it seems. So, and of course, the Daily Wire... Once, uh, last quote, it would be foolish to assume this trend is not somehow connected to the fact that American military is now experiencing severe shortfalls and meeting its recruitment goals, shortfalls that haven't been this severe in half a century. To be fair, there's also significant structural reasons, including COVID and the attractiveness of the current job market. Yeah, the current job market won't help either. <laughs> it, the economy is crazy right now. So none of that helps. So yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty much all you have to say on that story. Um, next story of the day is uh, Biden's migration policy and the effects it's been having on 
Americans and different areas of the country. Um, what, what's been happening? You've been having hundreds of thousands ever since the COVID lockdown emergency policy went away for the border, which basically stopped immigrants, legal or illegal, from coming into America and migrating because of the COVID pandemic. And you now have you now have that the gates have been open, I think since May or so. I actually don't know when the this is my bad. I should look this up, but I don't know when that that restriction went away. But it's been taken away now, and immigrants are co- crossing the borders in fashions we haven't seen in ever, ever. They're setting records, which always count on the Biden administration to set amazing records and not good ones. <laughs> um, and crossing the borders in hundreds of thousands, the the uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection released a uh, April 2022 monthly operational date. I know it's kind of old, but the number of unique encounters nationwide in April 2022 was 157,555, a 2% decrease in number of unique enforcement encounters compared to the prior month. That's a lot of people. There were two, uh, 200,800 encounters by U.S. Border Patrol agents along the southwest land border in April, a 4% decrease compared to March. I should have had the um, the May pulled up. The May one was more than the April. But you're having people crossing the borders in hundreds of thousands at a time. They're flooding their the American economy. They're flooding the the job market if they can get a job. They're they're flooding the you know the the emergency homeless um, shelter communities. In May of 2022, the um, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection reports the number of unique individuals encountered nationwide in May 2022 was 177,793, a 15% increase in number of unique enforcement encounters over the prior month. In total, there were 239,416 encounters along the southwest land border in May, a 2% increase compared to those of April. Of those, 25% involved individuals who had at least one prior encounter in the previous 12 months compared to an average one-year re-encounter of 15%. So that went up. The amount of Immigrants trying to cross the border twice within six month within a six seven month period went up ten percent by itself, and that that's just the the left's that's back to back again to the left's policy. You're promoting this policy that the that the border should be easy to cross because of emergency people leaving emergency situations and crossing the border for freedom of protection. And I get that, but at the same time, you're destroying the American economy. You're destroying the American way of life by letting that many people cross the border unchecked and unchecked. And, you know, just, I don't know why I say unchecked twice. (laughs) Um, just, that's so many people. And, uh, the wire reports a Biden administration is to offer ID cards to illegals, eventually un- enable them to fly in the U.S. So now these are these. This is the Biden administration giving illegal immigrants 
a temporary ID card that they can use to travel within the United States. Why? Why are we supporting these illegal immigrants? Illegal immigrants should be shipped back to where they crossed the United States. Or they should sign up the legal way and put in detention. This is not this is not a hard thing to understand. If you have, for example, a robber and the person robbed, say, a bank or business because he doesn't have money to pay his rent, you don't go, oh, that's great. That's great. Good job. A good job robbing that. Here's more money to pay your, uh, to pay your rent supplied directly by the government. No, that's not how that works. You don't, you don't support the lawless and what they do. Come on now. It's ridiculous. The card will the card will be offered to legal immigrants waiting the final decision on their status, two government sources told. Ugh. What are what are they thinking? Literally what are they thinking? And of course, the governor over Texas decided this is enough of this because immigrants are flooding the Texas Mexico border and they're flooding tiny towns. And there have been multiple reports of mayors just being like, We need help and of course the left's like, oh, you guys are just, you guys are being insensitive to all these illegal immigrants. Which, yes, that's definitely the, that's definitely the way to solve the problem. And then Greg Abbott, the mayor of, not the mayor, the governor of Texas, was like, you know what, you want, you know, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. We're gonna ship the immigrants to New York City and Washington DC, which a good job because they're gonna get a taste of their own medicine. It's and then, of course, of course they're gonna get mad. Of course they got mad. Then you had, you know, New York City Mayor Eric Adams complaining about how it's going to it how it's going to flood their cities. And of course, Eric Adams had a response. Um, MSNBC reports New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Tuesday demanded the federal government help pay for what he said was a wave of asylum seekers pouring into the city claiming its safety net was being strained by busloads of people coming from border states and elsewhere huh I wonder why that is maybe because the policy is bad sorry I didn't mean to do a weird whisper there I'm not trying to be like Joe Biden the way Joe Biden whispers into lower the gas prices do it now. Anyway, that's that's the way he that's the way he was, you know. He was talking about the gas prices, and he was like, "There's price gouging. All the ga- all the gas stations need to lower lower your prices, guys. Lower them now." That's what he was like. So I'm very sorry to give you a flashback to that. If I did, um, yeah, and of course, of course, you're gonna ask for federal help because it's a federal issue. You know why it's a federal issue? Because it's a it's a presidential policy that Biden has n- done nothing about, and just couldn't care less. Adams' comments echo through Washington D.C. Mayor Bowser, who took to national TV Sunday morning to say her city's homeless shelters are filling because of the buses uh, being sent and and mass to the city from Texas and Arizona. Like I said, taste of your own medicine as part of your own party. Your president is part of the party you're part of making these policies. And none of you guys have anything to say about it except the fact that we're horrible people because we want to suggest that maybe that many people shouldn't be crossing the border. 
And of course you have, I was reading a story today, you had the amount of, the amount of drug overdoses because of the increase of drug, uh, drug trafficking through the border as well has is skyrocketed as well. Well, on the topic of amazing and horrible mayors, um, we have DeSantis talking about Biden's horrible fuel policy and who can blame him because he's not wrong. And the Biden administration has been the direct effect of gas prices going up. And of course he wants to blame it on Putin. Even though if you look at charts, sure, Putin having a war in Ukraine could have caused problems, but also has it ever occurred to you that maybe you're part of the problem. Maybe like the first week with you getting into office, you close down the Keystone XL pipeline and then you like raise taxes for all the fuel industry and then you're telling us we can't drill any more new spots. So what do you expect to happen? And then you have Biden speaking on Twitter about the gas prices going down. And apparently he's the result of everything good happening in America, but not out of anything bad. Because when the president is seeing gas prices going down. He's like, yes, I did that. But then when gas prices go up, it's Putin's fault. Even though gas was already on a steady rise months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Which he wouldn't have done if Trump was president, by the way. Can I just say that for a second? You really think that Putin was like going to invade Ukraine when Trump was president? Because you know Trump wouldn't put up with that. I think anyone who knows Trump knows that he would not have put up with that. This is President Biden tweeting on the um, POTUS t- uh, Twitter page. Gas prices have declined by an average of 60 cents per gallon over the past 38 days. Five straight weeks of gas prices coming down. Whoa, you're amazing. Thank you, President Biden, for bringing the gas prices down because you literally did nothing. The, the, yes, the gas prices are going down, but what did you do? It, it, I feel like if you actually like were helping them go down maybe you would have like some substantial evidence that you actually helped Marco Watch reports the national average of U- of US gasoline price on Wednesday stood at 446 a gallon for regular according to the AAA down from an all-time high of 5.016 dollars set on June 14th a week ago the average stood at $4.63. The current price is still high, well above the $3.16 drivers are paying just a year ago. Just a year ago, under the same administration, gas prices are still steadily going up. It literally, a year ago, we were paying like $1.50 less per gallon. And this man's like, yes, gas prices is going down $0.60. Cents. Big win, guys. Big win. Slow clap for all the geniuses down by the Biden administration. Great job, guys. Let's go, said no one ever. And of course, you have DeSantis talking about his horrible policy. And of course, when there, because quite possibly the best 
American governor to ever uh, get put into office. And here is DeSantis talking about Biden's horrible gas policies. How come it's wrong to produce our own oil and gas here, but you can go to Saudi Arabia and fist bump to try to get it from Saudi? I mean, it makes no sense that we wouldn't do it. We have opportunities here to be energy independent and not have to worry about any of these other countries, and yet they're intentionally not doing it. And you can't run a modern economy on windmills. You just can't do it. So we do a lot of solar in Florida. It is a complement. It does not displace the traditional forms of energy. And so now we're in a situation they're bragging that gas has gone down over the last however many weeks. It's still over four bucks. Like I had never seen it over four bucks in my whole life living here. So, I mean, it's really, but that is the problem. It's just when you're, when you're, uh, cranking the printing presses, you're making energy more expensive, you know, that creates an upward pressure on all of this stuff. And so the acceleration from May to June um, that we saw at the end of June, uh, not only was they said it wouldn't happen, then they said it was a blip, then they said it would peak soon. It still didn't peak uh, even after that. And so that's really making it difficult for a lot of people you know, to, to make ends meet. I mean, you can uh, have opportunities for more income. You get a, what, a 9%, 10% pay increase, and that's wiped out immediately with the Biden inflation. So it's a big problem, and certainly from a supply chain perspective. And all of that just so happens to be 100% correct because he doesn't make any sense at all. Why do, you, why do you think, yes, let's go beg the Saudis for more oil being pumped because we're not brave enough to open our own pipeline because we want to promote the green economy and all this climate change, which will literally do nothing. Do they not realize that climate change cannot be solved unless you get China and India on it, considering that they produce much more carbon emissions than the United States does? You're going to have to get both of them in on it before you can even try to affect climate change. If America took all the necessary standards to lower a, the the temperature for climate change, it would go down like 0.2%. And that's what if we did everything. So that means taking cars off the road that are all gas-powered, stopping all the gas-powered energy sources, stopping everything like that. For what? 0.2 degrees? In 100 years from now, it's predicted to be maybe 2 degrees Celsius warmer. So that's like what? 4 or 5 degrees Fahrenheit warmer? It, it, you have to take the right approach. You have to approach it from a the stance the stance that Americans are not just Americans. Humans are great at adapting, but they're they're not great at just making these huge changes that are just going to destroy the economy and destroy just, just they're going to destroy people's lives. Like, do you not see? Do you really think that everyone can afford an electric car? Electric cars are super expensive, and I watched a YouTube video the other day, where this guy took two electric power cars, a Tesla, a Mustang Mach-E, and then he took a gas power car on a road trip, a thousand mile road trip. The electric cars take much longer because you sit there and wait for them to charge. And then the charging systems, unless it's a reliable system like Tesla's, they're broken half the time. If you really think it's a reliable system that the, it can fully handle the whole of America switching over to, good luck with that. And you have DeSantis just being just an incredible governor, just keep going. We're just going to keep going here. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis encourages attendees at the Sunshine Summit's Victory Dinner to rely on God's protection as they battle against the political left. DeSantis, DeSantis who considered to be 
a top 2024 president contender, told the audience that he was just getting warmed up and had only begun to fight. You got to get ready for the battle. It's a battle, so put the, on the full armor of God, DeSantis said. Take a stand against the left scheme. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckle around your waist. You will face fire from flaming arrows, but the shield of faith will protect you. DeSantis repeatedly targeted Democrat Joe Biden in his speech, saying that the state of Florida would work hard to remain free. DeSantis had said he hoped that the U.S. will have a speedy recovery from, the, uh, with the, from its bout with Joe Biden. <laughs> yes. Everything he just said yes to it. And I'm sorry, I've never heard a governor just directly quote strip, uh, scripture and say that's what we're going to use against the left. Good job. It, it, incredibly proud of this man. If this man runs for president, I'm going to vote for him in a heartbeat. There's no doubt in my mind. That that, and then you uh, compare that to Eric Adams. You know, also talking about God, except in a completely different way. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced on Sunday that he believes that God is a she who created him specifically for this moment to deal with a wide range of issues facing the Big Apple. God just so happens to not be a she and also identifies as a he. Therefore, you are being homophobic and calling him a she. That's just using your logic. But besides the fact that God is obviously not a she, read your Bible. Doesn't doesn't take much effort to figure it out. So you can have, you know, you can have the governor over New York running for president or even, you know, Gavin Newsom down in California. Go for it. But if they're not good at their job and their policies suck, California remasking the governor of California, remasking the whole country. Go for it. You really think the Americans are going to go for that, man? America's trying to get over COVID. We don't want to be in this still. We're trying to be over with COVID and Democrats are just trying to bring it back, bring it right on back. Man. Did anyone see the story where um, they might actually end up prosecuting the Hunter Biden case? Which finally, good job, you're finally actually realizing that there's substantial evidence that this man was doing horribly illegal things. And that his dad obvious has has obviously been involved in it. <laughs> All this stuff coming out. And they're like, hmm, maybe now. Maybe now we'll prosecute him. Years later, when we've been suggesting, literally since the man was running for president, that he was involved in legal things with his son. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's the ranty side of the podcast coming out. I'm making going to make this new segment of the podcast called... Actually, I actually don't have a name for it yet, so I'm not going to boast and say it. It's called... Also, I hope this mic quality isn't bad. I feel like I'm like too close to it or something. Oh, maybe that's the problem. That's better. No. There. That's better. I don't know how the mic setting got adjusted. Anyway, so let's talk about something a little lighthearted. Yay! Something that's not incredibly depressing and makes me want to rant and you guys you guys wait for this ready ready drum roll please subway is offering free sandwiches for our life for life for our family to get a foot-long tattoo hey bro i don't know about you guys but i love myself some subway i take them up on that subway is willing to award one super fan free sandwiches for life if they're willing to get inked with the brand's new loco the promotion corresponds with the block party event happening Wednesday in Las Vegas at Bad Apple Tattoo. Per the press release, the first person in line to get permanent 12 by 12 tattoo of 
12 inch by 12 inch tattoo of the brand's new Subway Series logo on their sternum or back will be rewarded rewarded with the free sandwiches for life. This will come in the form of $50,000 worth of $50,000 worth of gift cards. Oh man. Other Subway enthusiasts who aren't afraid to express their love can get signed can get signed up for smaller ad tattoos that also come with perks. Anyone who gets a 3x3 tattoo of the new logo on their shoulder, blade, forearm, arm, or calf will be given free sandwiches for one year. Okay, that's not worth it. Okay, if you're going to switch from a 12x12 to a 3x3, you got to switch for, uh, from life to one year. Come on now. you got to give them like at least five years. One year for a tattoo. <laughs> that's not worth it. That's not a good deal. Fans who opt for the smaller 2x2 two two logo on their wrist, bicep, or foot will receive free sandwiches for a month. A month? As a $372 gift card. Bro, a tattoo is with you for your whole life, bro. How are you going to say one month? The company is giving away one top prize and eight others who opt for smaller tattoos. Famous tattoo artist, Ink Master, reality show winner DJ... I'm not going to try to butcher that last name. Or a member of his team of Bad Apple Tattoo doing the tattoos between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. Pacific time. There are no reservations in the tattoo. Our first come, first serve. Which means I probably have no more spots left open for me. And that is a bout of relief for my fiance to hear. <laughs> Anyone who attends the block party, tattoo or not, will get one free six-inch sub. Yay. Delicious. Now I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all day. So that's probably why I'm hungry, but I'm getting more hungry listening to this Subway sandwich story. Yes, sir. Sign me up. Get that tattoo. Get free. Free sub sandwiches for life. Let's go. Nah, just kidding. I kid you not. Everyone in my life will be disappointed in me. My dad, who doesn't even care for tattoos, would be like, Subway of all things, son? Like, you could have done better. Like, you could have at least gotten a Bible verse. Nah, Subway. Got Subway for life, bro. That's great. <laughs> oh man well guys that i think that's going to conclude episode three of the uh, free discussion podcast this week um next week i have next week's episode planned um well hopefully i have it planned it's actually uh still up in the air whether it's going to happen for sure or not but we can hopefully expect my dad as i mentioned um will hopefully be on the podcast um discussing abortion and his uh ministry with that um he'll be talking about the multiple encounters he's had over the countless abortion um the countless abortion clinics he's gone to and ministered to the woman there and just how that has affected his life and it's affected mine as well i've gone with him i used to my dad who is an open-air preacher and um evangelist i i used to go with him all the time uh not as much anymore i don't live with him but uh it used to be a much more common thing and I, it'll be a great conversation uh, i love my dad so much shout out if you're listening dad <laughs> i'm sure you'll listen you're probably like the you're my um one of the three listeners i have uh <laughs> so hopefully you can look for that next look forward to that next week if not we'll figure something else to talk about and of course like i said if you have something you want to talk about, post it in the free discussion podcast Facebook page. Hit me up on any of the social media platforms that I'm so incredibly proud of myself that I opened up with the advice of my incredible fiance, who is really good at social media and 
me who's incredibly not good at it. Um, so I now have an Instagram page. I have a Facebook page. I have a YouTube channel. Um, why am I looking for other ones? Those are the three that I have. Yes, I have those three. And Apple Podcasts, I've basically given up at this point. So if you have Apple Podcasts and you're not willing to go to Spotify to listen to me, I'm very sorry. I guess I'll keep trying to figure it out. But I'm on every other platform besides Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung, which who uses Samsung Podcasts? I'm going to need someone to talk to me about that because Samsung Podcasts apparently is a thing. I've literally never heard of it in my entire life. So, uh, okay, that's really it. All right, wrapping it up here, guys. Um, Remember to subscribe, tell a friend, give us a rating. And um, yeah, until next week, peace out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I just want to encourage you guys to always be thankful for our First Amendment right as Americans. And my hope is you won't just find freedom in America, but freedom in Jesus. He can give you the ultimate freedom. And may the Lord bless you guys as you seek him. And this is your host, Malachi. And this is the Free Discussion Podcast.